Hey friends, welcome back to the Sunny in 65 podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Schultz, and this is the second part of my conversation with the amazing Angie Sears. If you haven't listened to part one yet, definitely go back and listen to that first. But alas, we are diving right back into the conversation. Enjoy. So being a gal can sometimes just be hard because mm. the world kind of tells us, kind of like you were touching on, the world tells us that we need to perform, maybe look a certain way, be a certain way, be successful. Mm. You know, now with social media, influence people. Mm. Um, what do you pray that your gals leave your home at 18? Uh, sorry, don't. Sorry if I bringing up them leaving at 18. I know that makes you probably emotional. I'm glaring. Um, but what do you pray that they leave your home under your roof knowing and believing about themselves and their freedom in Christ? This is such a good question. I just want to compliment the questioner. <laughs> Thanks. It's such a good question. Um, so there's a there's a um, author and speaker, Sally Clarkson, who just loves women. Um, and she... I think predominantly has like kind of been uh, her focus was kind of on like moms. Um, I think she's her mom ministry and I came across her many years ago, but um, yeah, if I'm honest, the first book I read of hers, I was like, "Mm, feels prescriptive, like feels like she's telling me how I need to be. And like, it's funny that I picked up a different book like years later and I was like, this just speak to me more, you know, which is another like shout out for maybe, Oh gosh, there's a lot of shout. This should be like called the, the shout, shout out. out. Okay. If it was a friend's episode, it'd be the shout out. It would be the one with oh, the shout. The one shout outs. <gasps> the shout outs. The one with the shout outs. Well, shout outs. It's hard to say, but so but true. It's worth okay. It. Um but I so just, you know, don't don't think just because you didn't find the one book by somebody that you didn't love, like maybe, you know, give it a second chance, is maybe what I'm telling you. Um it's an anecdote. But she said in, she said multiple places. I kind of, I, I I don't know. I just will read things that she's written books, either books or articles, or, you know, she's kind of all over. If you um, Google her, Um, she said like your children, she likes to view um, when she was raising her four kids, like they're like a treasure chest. And like, what did her and her husband want to put into that chest Mm. before they left? Mm. Um, And I loved that imagery. And I think that, um, so yeah, if I was what I was wanting to put in their treasure chest, um, is that God is after your truest joy. So Psalm 16 says, in your presence is fullness of joy at your mm. right hand are pleasures forevermore. And like the Bible echoes this over and over again. Um, John 15, 11, uh, talks about how, um, um, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you mm. and that your joy may be full. Mm. So, and I have a little note, the word of God brings joy. Mm. And like, I mean, the Bible echoes this, like in him is true joy. And so the world, um, the world's after cheap thrills. Yeah. And I think we all know that like, they're just, they're, they're poor man's joy, you know? Yeah. And yet like we often, myself included chase after those Daily. little J joys. Yeah. Yeah, hourly. Um, and so I guess I want them to to leave our house knowing that and being convinced of as much as possible at 18 that you know, God in God's presence is fullness of joy. Like his word brings freedom and joy. And so um, I just I yesterday actually desiring God. Um, one of the only reasons I'm on social media is because as a lover of secondhand encouragement, people post and repost the things. And I'm like, I don't care if this has been around for like 40 years. I'm like, 
this is the first time I've heard that. And like, I'm like a dog wagging its tail. Like I'm going to screenshot that. Like I have like 5 million screenshots because Mm. just things will catch your eye, you know? And so uh, on Desiring God, uh, it was a John Piper quote that true freedom is doing what you want to do and not regretting it in a thousand years. And I thought if I can can somehow by God's grace, if, if Ryan and I convince our, can convince our girls that that is true, that true freedom is being in Christ Mm. and doing what we were made to do, which is glorify him, work at things with all of our hearts as if working for the Lord, and that is true freedom and joy, then I will be so happy. <laughs> and oh. chances are with four kids, right? Like I'm not, I, there are no promises or, mm-hmm. you know, guarantees, but I'm like, I want them to see in our lives that that really is where true joy comes, you know? Yeah. And so every day we wake up and we, say we need help again and every hour we fight for it and you know until the day we die and yeah. but i i want them i want them to know that and yeah i i also i um i'm a feeler and i grew up having lots of feelings and i still have lots of feelings and so i want them to understand that feelings are indicators they tell us that something's going on in our mm-hmm. hearts but they're not necessarily true or mm-hmm. right and so take take into account what your feelings are and then take them to the word of God. And mm-hmm. so like, we honestly like kind of practice that a lot. Like I feel like if there's something having for girls, there are a lot of feelings in our house. I'm sure boys too. I just don't have any of them. So I say things, please don't hear that. I'm like, I have no idea. It might be the yeah. same raising sons. I just don't have yeah. any. So, yeah. but girls like for sure, you know, it's like, okay, it's okay that you feel that way, but what do we do with that? Mm-hmm. Like, what can we, where, where is it coming from? You know, mm-hmm. what's the root of that? Like, is it, are you, you know, I don't know, I'll give, give an example, you know, someone's sad. Okay, well, it's okay that you feel sad. Mm-hmm. Well, where, where, where is it coming from? What yeah. are, oh, I'm, you're sad because your sisters, you feel like you're being left out. Yeah. Okay, well, what what are our options, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, you know, and you can take it as deep as you want. You know, I mean, God's word, you're never truly alone. Like, yeah. he's always with you. And I'm yeah. sorry that you feel this way. It also is an encouragement to not make other people feel that way. Yeah. And sometimes there's room for that. And sometimes that's honestly just like <laughs> girls before pigs. You know, you're like... Yeah actually you know I, it's you get totally. like to be so but generally it's just like well where where's the feeling coming from okay what is true okay the truth is like i'm that it wasn't okay for your sisters to leave you out if they did and mm-hmm. maybe they didn't even mean to and so therefore like what is also true is that they didn't they didn't mean to and yeah. so our options are to either go talk to them about it yeah or we can talk to god about it but preferably both. Mm-hmm. We can talk to God about it and we can be content to be by ourselves, and that's okay. Or we can also feel freedom to go talk to them and see yeah. if we can, you know, make things right. And so yeah. kind of, it's just, I, I didn't do that well and I still struggle to do that well. And so, um, yeah, I, I remember hearing, I, I don't know where this is from, but when I was, when you asked me that question, I was like, it's that idea of like a thermostat versus a thermometer and so a thermostat you set to a certain Mm -hmm. temperature and then when it gets to that either gets down low to the Mm -hmm. like so for right now right i have it set at 70 so if it dips below that in our house it's going to kick on Mm -hmm. um, versus a thermometer which just tells you what the temperature actually is but does nothing about it necessarily so like your feelings if you take it as a a thermometer right like i can be overrun with like ah I feel so sad and I'm going to just spiral downward and whatever, you know, but like Mm. God's word helps us set a thermostat. Mm. So like God's word is the thermostat that we can then go to and be like, okay, I feel, I mean, I'm kind of like 
my emotions are either kind of bouncing either out of control up or down either way, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, What is true sets the thermostat of like where I can safely land and be like, okay, this is what is true. Okay. Now what can I do about it? And like, this all sounds nice, but really when it's like 10 o'clock at night and I'm like, Hell of a hand basket, all of it. Like you, like I just can't, you know. And so it's a lot harder to do. I please don't hear me flippantly saying, but I want my girls to have at least some practice in doing that. I mean, it's just part of it is like this fruit of self control, right? Of not letting your emotions take you over. And I don't know. I just I think I wish that I would have been better at that. And so that's something I want to give them. Lots of good books. Yeah, I want to give them. Lots of great stories because I think God uses stories, obviously, in His Word to like encourage us, and He still does. You know, mm-hmm. like a good story can just be like, oh man, you know, yeah. tuck that away. And yeah. so, yeah, those are some things. But. So you and I, I feel like we talk about this a lot about being found out, mm. and um, Angie and I, we agree in this that we both err on the side of between. Always too much or never enough. Angie and I err on the side of always too much or feeling that Mm -hmm. way. Um, But we talk a lot about how really most people are our biggest fear is being found out, right? Mm -hmm. That like, yeah, people are going to come over and we're actually not as great as you think we are. (laughs) Actually, we're not even close. Yes. And here's what I struggle with. And I'm not as great of a mom as maybe you think I am, or I'm not, you know, yada, yada, yada. All these things, our biggest fear is almost being found out, which kind of goes back to one of the things I love about Angie is that (laughs) I feel the freedom to be found out by her. Mm. Um, But I just wanted you to talk about the freedom that Christ brings, even as we continually battle Mm. that, oh my gosh, what if I'm found out by this person or what if I, you know? Mm. Yeah. That might be one of the nicest things you've ever said to me is that you feel safe to be found out. I do feel that way. Same. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to put words to that, though. Um. Yeah, we do talk about that a lot. When yeah. I, 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 Yeah, this is, you know, this... So much of it is, like, that hidden, quiet life of, like, being known and found out by the Lord. Like, because mm-hmm. he obviously already knows, but, like giving time and space for him to like search me and know me lord like see all my like what is the what is the word search me and ways me. In yes me. and lead me in the way everlasting like yeah. oh like god's word is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword like it it divides between marrow and uh soul and spirit, spirit. yeah yes yes like it it discerns the thoughts and intentions of the heart like that's what god's word does and so the more we spend time with God and his word, like, don't you just, I mean, yeah, because you just feel, you feel oh, found out, yeah, you know, exposed. you're yes. like, oh gosh. But in that, if the Holy Spirit is working, which he is like, then you feel found out, but you feel instantly like washed clean if you repent mm-hmm. of that, you know, like, so it's almost like the, the, the practice of staying close to the Lord allows you to simultaneously feel constantly found out and constantly secure and loved. Mm. And like, if that, if that's yeah. our place, then we walk into relationships feeling that way. Right. Yeah. And I am not good at this because I'm the constant driving home from the new experience or the old experience for that matter. And being like, 
why do I talk? Why do I ever say things? Like, oh my gosh, like, why did I say this? And like Mm -hmm. saying in, like laying on my bed, rehashing Mm -hmm. the entire conversation, trying to figure out where I should have said something. And then I should have not said anything. And then why do I ever talk? And then why do I do this? And, but like the more, the more we experience, I think the found being found out with Christ and Mm -hmm. then him still being there, we're able to extend that. And then give ourselves grace. Cause if you're like Maddie and I, like you don't think you're great. Like it's not, that's usually not the, if you're going to fall off the bike on one side or the other, like you're generally going to fall off the bike on the side of like, ah, geez. Like, so any amount of you after we're together being like, Mm, what was that? Like, we've already thought about it. Okay. We're very (laughs) sorry. Darn it. You know, versus the person who maybe is less aware of their, how they come off. And maybe that's a whole nother, you know, Sorry. what is the word? Like a, a whole nother can of fish or can of, what? Can worms. of worms. There yeah. Kettle of fish. Kettle, Kettle of, fish. of fish. That's not your generation. No. I wouldn't know that. Um, yeah. That's the other side maybe, but yeah, I don't know. I do I, that. And I'm not, I'm a work in progress on that one for sure. Like, I just think I still very much fear being underwhelming or um, yeah, just, not being someone's like it's easy for me to say like I'm not I don't have to be everyone's cup of tea, but really I'm like but I would like to be, mm-hmm. yeah. or I would like to find a way that we could coexist as yeah. tea. Yeah, and you know like totally. I it's that's a natural like yeah. inclination and it's not wrong. I mean mm-hmm. Paul says I became all things to all people in yeah. all order that I might win some. You know and like you're like. Yeah. That's not wrong, but if it's for my glory versus yeah. for God's glory, there's kind yeah. of that's sort of an important piece. But yeah. And I feel like he does a sweet thing too. The more that we do find that freedom and being found out by him. Like you said, yes. we're able to project it and give it to others, but it also allows us to enter into spaces. I'm sure both of us maybe more freely than we did five years ago, ten years ago, and yes. hopefully in twenty years. We will leave the space less thinking, oh my gosh, my, I, oh, I shouldn't have talked so much. I should have been more quiet or, you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like for me personally, each year that I find that more and more freedom of being already found out by Christ, the more I am able to leave a space that maybe I didn't feel like super welcomed or or maybe liked or whatever. And I'm able to not care less about it. That makes it sound bad, but I'm able to be like, okay, God, I like, I was who you made me to be in that space. I feel like, and it's okay if, you know, that if I wasn't their full cup of tea, I I never want to be like, I'm just not their cup of tea. So like, which we talk about too, you know, but I, but it's okay. If I, I love the quote, you could be the most beautiful peach in the world and someone's still not going to love peaches. It's and then that's so okay. True. And when you find mm. that fruit, tr- that true freedom in Christ, you're able to step into spaces and then also leave the spaces even more of like, okay, God, I don't have to second guess who you made me that yes. I'm different than the next person. Yes. Show me where I can be more like you and yes. have self-control yes. and maybe less snarkiness and sarcasm and maybe less domineering of conversations (laughs) and but like the dog that's like (laughs) 
why are you talking about me? Uh, yeah. Talking about yourself. No, I totally, I totally agree with that. Two things. One, yeah. you do that so well. I feel like whenever you introduce somebody to me, it's like, you'll, you like, or you'll, you're talking about them and you're like, she's just the best gal. Like she just, and then you like have all these reasons and you know this person well, and you know that I'm going to meet this person and that I'm going to be confronted with whatever weaknesses this person has if we get to know each other mm-hmm. long enough. But that doesn't cease, like, that doesn't keep you from, like, being so for that person. It's a mm. corona. Um, and then, you so you do that super well. And then, secondly, if I can just put a plug out there for, like, there are, there are several, like, women um, voices, female voices in our culture right now and very popular ones. Um, I just remember one of them, like, I caught this little tail end of, like, I don't even know how, but like some interview or something with her where she like said like, well, now that I'm in my forties, like I have zero F's to give about X, Mm -hmm. Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. And like, I just was like, Mm. Oh God, don't ever let me like get to a place where like, like you said, like where I just flippantly am like, who cares if I'm like, cause that it's not about being light. It's about like, hopefully like loving on slash, getting the chance to like point someone to Jesus. Like if I no longer care what you think, like, I I don't know, there's a healthy place to care about what yes. someone thinks for the glory of God, yes. as opposed to caring about it for my own self glory. And yes. I get that that has been too often abused by the yeah. Christian, by myself, yeah. by, by the Christian community. But like, that doesn't mean we cease to like care about, our witness that we have. Yeah, with yeah. yeah. It just, it broke my heart a little bit to hear her say yeah. that. And I, there are a couple of them actually who are wildly popular, who I, I feel like that same sentiment is just like, you don't like it, like kind of whatever, you know? And I'm yeah. like, yeah, that, that just doesn't, it doesn't smell right. If, yeah. if Ryan, we talk, we say that a lot, like that just doesn't smell right. It doesn't like, yeah. doesn't have like the Bible fragrance of like life, you know? It sounds yeah. more just like sort of popular sentiment yeah. that is like, easy to latch on to and be like, yeah, well, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just anyways. So, and like what you just said. Yeah. So I pray that I would give more of the, what she said. She doesn't get, hope she gives yes. us. I hope I will, as I grow older, I hope I give way more of that. <laughs> like, I hope I care way more about your glory, Christ, yes. but take away me caring about my own glory. Yes. Which yes. is again, a constant daily battle. Yes. But that the more that, he finds me out. Yeah, I I'm like reminded. Oh my gosh, God, take away that offensive way in me that's just longing for my own glory. Yes. And and he meets us in that. And yes. he, you know, so that's perfectly said. Yes, that's just it. Okay, so homeschooling. Yes. Um, just tell us a little bit about homeschooling. Kind of some of your favorite parts. Um, mm-hmm. maybe some of the struggles, and then. What would you say to a mama maybe debating homeschooling or not? And the maybe the Lord's nudging her too, but she doesn't want to slash feels unequipped. Just kind of be mm-hmm. be there to encourage that. Well, all joking aside, like when the pandemic occurred, um, we kind of were like, "Wow, you're like the OG of homeschooling." <laughs> like we were like, "Okay, you know, not really, but uh, it was kind of funny because then it was like everybody became homeschoolers." Yeah. Chirp, chirp, chirp. Like, we've been I, there. Which is not this, it's might. not. And, well, and it's not at all the same. So please hear yeah. me. Yeah. If you are struggling home educating, like if you didn't choose it and it was pressed on you, Ugh. very different beast yeah. than being like, I'm going to choose into yeah. this. Like so different. So, um, 
Yeah, we got into it. Um, Mariah was a very reserved little girl, um, so witty and so oh, I love her. like, oh my gosh, she's just great. They're all they're all just their own little wonderful people. Yeah. And um, but Mariah was a super reserved toddler, um, and she was just constantly like on the outside, kind of watching how things went. Um, like she didn't talk a ton until she was like three, I think. And I didn't know to be worried about that. Like I, I we heard her say words, so we knew, you know. But I didn't know enough about child development to think that was odd but when she did start talking she had like memorized all the little books that we read to her at night um like word for word like so the kid memorized everything we read like long like books um so we were like oh so there's a lot going on up there that we didn't know about um so she was reserved and i could not bear the thought of sending her to preschool I just kind of, if I'm mm-hmm. honest, I sort of thought she might get eaten alive because yeah. at the time I took her reservedness as shyness, which I think is very different. And yeah. shyness is fine too, but she's just reserved and she probably would have killed it at preschool. Honestly, she probably would have been like student of the week every week or right. something because she's just great. She's and smart. she's like, she's, she's just a sweet little girl, yeah. but, um, young lady, if you will. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't bear the thought of sending her to preschool. So, um, and if I'm honest, I probably was projecting a little bit of my own. I wasn't ready for her to go to preschool. So I probably was like, I don't think she's ready for preschool. <laughs> then you have me. Will you take my child at two and a half? And that's okay. <laughs> that is okay. There is freedom. There is freedom. So I never sent her to preschool. So, of course, I was going to be the best like preschool oh my so we bought like a giant whiteboard she's writing her letters to this day her writing is impeccable because i might have gone a little overboard i mean i didn't like slap her hand when she didn't write correctly but she just practiced a lot yeah um and she like she was like kid who wanted to read it for i'll never forget i had little house on the prairie i was like trying to like the name of the game is that i was trying to be the world's best mom and constantly was like Oh, okay. So like, just like a, like just disaster. What do you know? So like, I was trying to, I was going to read her The Lost in the Prairie. And as I'm reading, she's like, what does that word say? She's four. And I was like, that says ma, M-A, it says ma, you know? And she's like, oh, I see it over here. Oh, I, I see it over here. Oh, that says ma too, right? That, that. And I'm like, fascinated. Like, you are actually a genius, you know? And then yeah. she was like, what does this one say? I was like, pa. And she's like, it says pa right here. And I'm like, Oh, she did it again. You know, yeah. I'm like, this is fantastic. And then yeah. she's like, Mama, will you teach me how to read? And instantly my heart like sank to my stomach. So I was like, oh no. Like, yeah. do I have to do that? I thought the pretty schools did that. You know, yeah. like I'm a teacher in background, but I'm high school. Yeah. I never, I don't know anything about teaching a child how to totally. read. I didn't at the time. Um, so I was just like, oh no. So like I remember telling Ryan, like, panicked, like, why does she want to learn how to read? She doesn't need to know how to read. Yeah, you know, like I'm like the mom was like, oh. so um, so that started that, and then I had her all signed up for kindergarten roundup, like to or I had all the dates down to like sign her up for kindergarten, and then that summer Ryan was still working at the basketball place um club, and uh, I was like, you will never see her. Like I was like, hmm. So you'll yeah. come, you'll go to work at three. She'll get home at three, yeah, because there wasn't half day kindergarten at the time. She is a young um, kid for her grade. She's like a late April birthday. So Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, like, 
okay. So I was like, okay, so I figured it all out. Like I did all this research, right? Yeah. Like that's also part of who I am is like, I will like launch myself into this like yeah. project now of like researching all the options. And I'm yeah. like, well, the state of Iowa, you don't have to technically do kindergarten. It's yeah. like optional. And so I was like, okay, if, if we'll homeschool kindergarten, but if, she, if it's a total bust and she's like way dumber than after that year, then we'll put her in and yeah. she'll only be like a new six-year-old and it'll be perfect. Yeah. You know, we can just redo. Um, and so then the joke was on me because I loved all of it and mm-hmm. I loved being home um, with her and your, I always thought I'd work too. That was another thing. Like realistically, if you ever heard me say anything in my twenties, none of it came to fruition and all was the exact opposite of whatever I thought. And I probably didn't utter a lot of it because I was like, but in my mind, I was convinced that this was how life was going to go. And none, hardly any of it really went that way, but I ended up loving homeschooling. So, um, let's see, you asked the highs and lows. Okay. So for sure, love, um, love being home. Uh, love like the gift of time. So I think I really love quality time, but it takes me a lot of quantity time to get quality time. Yeah. And if there are any of you who are like this, it is a hundred percent okay. There are some people who can like, I think who absolutely their children can get home at three or three thirty or whatever, and they have from three thirty to five, and they make the most out of that hour and a mm-hmm. half. It is gold. Like mm-hmm. it is worth more than my eight hours yeah. that I just had, and I think that is completely true and possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've learned about myself that I do tend to need more quantity time in order to therefore get the quality yeah. time. Um, so that's been a huge gift. Um, the lows are just that obviously it's. I mean. It was chaos. Like the years we brought a new baby into it, like, what are we even doing? I'm not sure they learned anything. A wise, (laughs) some wise moms before me had said to me, like, if all they learn this year is like watching you take care of a small life, like, isn't that worth it? And I would be like, yes, like, that's totally worth it. And you know, I'm pretty sure that was, but all of my kids love the little people. And I think part of that is because they had like, you know, a bird's eye view of like how great they are. I mean, to just watch a baby develop is fantastic. And um, yeah. So, so, but lows would be, I mean, it's chaos sometimes and like constant self doubt. I mean, talk about like, you don't ever get the like parent teacher conference where the teacher says like what they think is amazing about your child. Like I'm always uber jealous. Like I have to guard my heart when people like tell me about parent teacher conferences, because what I wouldn't give to have someone be like, well, we've noticed that Yira has really grown in X, Y, or Z ways. And like, she actually has quite a knack for this or like, yeah. whatever. I'd be like, thanks. Yeah. Like, you know, cause, and so when people do speak into our kids' lives, like, I'm so grateful. Cause like, I just, I don't want to be the only, I didn't do this so that I could like, yeah. be the only person who yeah. is like, you know, and that's why they, they do do a lot of extracurricular stuff. But that, that would be a harder thing about it. Um, yeah. Obviously we choose to do that. Um yeah. And then what would I I'd say to a mom? I said, uh, pray. It's too big of a commitment not to. Mm. Like, I don't think it's one that you can op- absolutely make a pro and con list. And that would be good and right. Totally do that. Um, at the end of the day, if you don't get the green light from the Lord on it, like I, I would... I would be very concerned. It just is... It feels like one of those... It's just... It's a lot. You know? Yeah. Like, it's... it's I... I I said before, it's parenting on steroids. Um, it's, I don't know, Sally Clarkson, I wrote a quote here. Oh, no. 
no, it wasn't Sally Clarkson. Um, it was uh, another Carol Joyce. Like I'd listen to this. I, I, I do take um, continuing education very seriously as a homeschooling mom. Like I kind of geek out about like, like I wish that I could go to like teaching conferences because awesome. I do, I do like teaching, which I didn't know. Came out of college, like at, with my teaching license, didn't want to teach. Was like, oh no. Had my first teaching job and was like, ah. Mm-hmm. But like, ironically, I did really want to teach. I just wanted to teach my own kids. Yeah. Which the joke was on me. Yeah. Okay. So homeschooling is the fine art of discipleship is what Carol Joyce Seed had said. And then I would say parenting is the fine art of discipleship and homeschooling is like parenting on steroids. So your kids never go anywhere. Um, And therefore like you don't get that break, you know, Mm -hmm. which I think it can be maddening. And there were years where like, I was like, Ryan would come home and I'd be like, tag, you know, like, you know, hand him the baby and be like, ah, you know, but I would say more often what's been a big surprise is that I wake up in the morning, like eager to meet with them around the table. Like, Mm. and I'm like, only God can do that because this is a lot, it's a lot of work, you know? And so I I just think if he calls you to it, there's going to be joy in it. And it's not that it will be easy, but I would, I would take that very seriously, the praying. And then um, humans are natural learners. Like several of the people in our life who, you know, super humbly when the pandemic kind of forced everybody home were like, help, you know, like, and I was kind of like, oh dear, like, I don't know that I'm going to be much help because I chose all my curriculum, you see. Yeah. And like, I, my kids are yeah. used to this. Like your kids are used to being yeah. with other people and like our kids yeah. aren't. And so honestly, our kids are used to being really bored. <laughs> so, and, and I think that's one of the things I loved about public school is that yeah. like, that's another thing you should know is that I am neither thinking everyone should pub homeschool, yeah. nor am I anti-public school. I loved my public school experience. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I don't know that I can help you because it's a totally different deal, you know, and there's yeah. such beautiful things about, you know, public education yeah. or private education for that matter. But um, so humans are natural learners. Like, so don't worry about them learning. They well. do it naturally like Mm -hmm. they so yes buy some good curriculum if you want it doesn't take much honestly in my experience but Mm -hmm. like they want to learn they Mm -hmm. learn all the time you know um and then family is a natural way to educate like if you look back historically like that's how kids always learned like public education is a really new thing you Mm -hmm. know like the idea of like parents passing down what they know is Mm -hmm. like the most normal natural way you know and I understand if that's not how you choose to have your children educate. That's neither here nor there. But like, if you, if you feel that nudge and you feel inadequate for it, of course you do. Like, that's good. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm glad you're, you know, but, but this is normal and natural way that kids have learned for like all time, you know? And then, oh yeah. And then I said, it's parenting on steroids. So it's a gift, but I, I think God will be relentless if it's something. I mean, I, I didn't feel like there was really an opportunity not to when we started. And now I always tell people it's kind of year by year. Yeah. Um, and I think that's fair. I, I feel like God has sustained yeah. and encouraged and our kids have bought in and they enjoy it for the most part. Um, yeah, but it's not, I do not think it's for everybody, but I think if God's nudging you in it, like, I think he'll be faithful to mm-hmm. like help you have clarity and stuff. Yeah. So. Okay, tell us a little bit more about Ryan, Mm. your favorite thing about him, and then um, just whatever marriage advice you have for our married people or to-be married people. I'm going to just read what I wrote on the Instagram last year for our anniversary. 
because this is exactly what I think. Like I was trying to like, basically trying to rewrite this and I was like, why am I doing this? I'll just read this. Um, He's steady, wise, kind, never gossips or gives full vent to anger. He cherishes his girls, including me, makes us laugh harder than anyone else, is okay being quiet and letting others talk. He's hardworking, pays attention to other people's experiences and opinions and values, them even when they are far from his own, and he trusts God with his life and ours. He knows how I drink my coffee, actually thinks I look beautiful in sweatpants and a t-shirt, marriage tip, this is worth gold, Mm -hmm. cleans the kitchen after I destroy it, and we could spend days on end together and not run out of things to talk and laugh about. He can still make people have to guard him in a pickup game, annoyingly wins most board games with a quiet confidence that is both actually humble yet full of God-inspired swagger. This annoys me in reality, yet I digress, as this is supposed to be a post about my love for this man. Fifteen years, four daughters, and eight homes, zero pets. We both have a dog weakness, so those of you bringing home the puppy are really stressing us out. Happy anniversary to my favorite guy, best Jess, and best friend. You are God's kindness to me. Mm. And I would say that's still 100% true. He, if you know him, he is super humble. He is super unassuming. He is super Mm -hmm. self-effacing. He will like point you away from himself Mm. to the Lord. Um, He is hilarious, but he will not say something twice to make you laugh. Like maybe like a couple times he's ever done that. And that's usually to me because he's like, you would really love this. So it's more like he knows I'm missing out on the joy of laughing really hard at whatever he just said. Um, yeah does the hard stuff like he just will do the gross task like and do it without having to make a big deal out of it which Mm -hmm. is beautiful yeah he's just he's great what's a piece of marriage advice you have Mm. maybe have the long view i know i'm very one note but like even like starting out you know, when you're dreaming of being someone's wife or someone's husband, like, like, I just remember someone saying to me, like, cultivate that in yourself, who you, be who, who you want to like, be in marriage now, basically, like, don't wait to like, think like, well, someday this is the kind of wife mm-hmm. I'm going to be or something like, try to cultivate those things now, mm-hmm. like, this isn't a waste of time. Yeah. And so I would say like, in marriage, like, be the person like have the long view of who what you want your marriage to look like or or who you want to be within marriage or even who you want them to be in marriage mm-hmm. like don't get so caught up maybe in the like right now like like especially like bringing home a baby mm-hmm. like it's so stressful or like going through a job something job related that's stressful or when money is tight or like oh, i don't know when kids are unhappy and you're like fumbling for just how do how do I raise these children, you know, yeah. or, yeah, or crisis, anything. I mean, I just think having the long view that like, okay, this is about God and his glory. He is shaping us. He's allowed us to like walk with each other, to be each other's best friend for each other. Like, how can we stay all in? How can we stay close to the Lord and then close to each other? How can we do that so that, you know, God willing, 50 years in, like, we don't have regrets of like, Oh man, I wish I would have, you know, mm-hmm. like, so how, how can you like, just, yeah, keep that, keep that long view, I guess. Like, cause it's, it's not easy, yeah. you know, and there are times where it's wonderful and there are times where it's super hard. And, but I think, yeah, maybe just, just remember what, what it's about. And yeah. I love that. So. What family traditions slash rhythms have you guys cultivated that you love? Um, Okay. So one I love, I write the girls a letter on their birthday every year and I have it of them all together. And I want 
to give them to them someday. Or if I die, I have instructed everyone to give them to whoever. And that makes me really sad, but also like... Have they read, the, did they read the letters each year or they haven't read any of them? Um, I think a couple of the, like Mariah and Year, I think I've read a couple, like maybe yeah, from yeah. when they were really little, but they don't in general, like I don't really show them to them or anything, mm, but just like a, yeah. And I, I, I don't know why, like I'm not that great at like doing things like I always have really high hopes again like I'm have a lot of things I'm like oh that would be great to do that and like I could go psycho on Pinterest I'm sure but I don't I'm not I don't even have an account like just because but I I love seeing what other people do and then I'm like oh I should do that mm-hmm. oh I should do that but like the reality is I, I don't but that's been one thing that God I actually like I just like sitting down and reflecting on like yeah, what they're like at that age. My mom wrote us a Christmas card, a Christmas letter every year, and she has them all. Mm-hmm. And it was the most joy, so fun to like read back over them. And she'd like include like pictures that my sister and I had like drawn Cute. in them or like, this is what Angie's like right now. Like yeah. one of them was like, Angie still enjoys being social and like, like understatement of the year. You know? <laughs> like, or like, <laughs> I don't like my sister was like class president at when she was like in like fourth grade or something. And I love, I didn't know that, you yeah. know? And so I love, like, I love reading them. And so I think that was the inspiration for that. Um, we have lots of, I mean, Christmas, like it's so, it's so easy to get like, like see the sparkly of what everybody else does. But like, I think to like actually know your own family and maybe your spouse, you know, know what they like and value and then like have your own special things and like not have to try to compare that to how everybody else does it or whatever. Cause, and still be able to like, I think that's that it's so super hard to do that, but to like hold the tension of like, that's awesome that they do that, but I don't have to do that, but this is what we do, you know? Like, um, so Christmas, like, you know, we, we have some, we have some traditions that we do. We have an advent calendar like that I bought before I even got married and had Mm. kids, but, um, I think the beauty in it is like, it could be any tool, quote unquote, but like, it's the, it's the consistency of doing it every year, you know, like, I feel like that's what makes it special really is that you just continue to like, and sometimes you pivot and do something different because this obviously is not meaningful to anybody, (laughs) you know, like that's been, that's been really good too, to let go of some of them. That's another topic, but oh, bucket list. I don't know if this would be helpful for like young families. Um, but like when our kids are, you know, when we were first starting out, like, we would make a, I would in general, make this bucket list of the things that we wanted to do for each season. So like in the Mm. fall, it was like rake leaves and jumping them and like go to the pumpkin patch. And it was like, maybe like, you know, five to 10 things. And I would put them in our kitchen uh, somewhere where I'd see it. Mm -hmm. And if we had a free day, I would look at the bucket list and be like, okay, well, let's, let's mark one of those off, you know, like, and some of them were things that we had to do with dad. And yeah. some were things, you know, and yeah. I feel like whether you worked or whether you stay home or whatever, like it's, it's a helpful thing to like organize time and yeah. make sure you don't miss the best of what your family loves about yeah. that, you know? And so yeah. like this fall, I, I still do it. It's just in my planner and it's like, you know, yeah. different. It looks different, but like I have like five boxes for bonfires. Cause I'd like to make sure we have five bonfires. Cause mm-hmm. I, I always ask everybody like, what do you want to put on the on the list, yeah. the fall list or whatever. What do you want to put on the winter list? And it's almost mm-hmm. always sort of the same, but um, it, it's helped. Gives them a say too. And yes. You to dream about those things yes. they want to do. Yeah. And you find out real quickly what they value. Because yeah. some of the things are not the things that I value. Yeah. You know, like I don't even want to do some of the things, but I'm yeah. not, you know, but like, but they love it and it's meaningful to them. So I, 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 I that. that's another thing, I guess. 
What is a piece of scripture the Lord has been using to encourage or convict you lately? I know. Do you see? I have nothing. Maybe the people can see this. There's nothing there. Um, I didn't know. I mean, I don't know if anything really sticks out. I will say, don't don't underestimate what putting on your walls in a strategic location, mm. um, what God yeah. might do. Because in our bathroom, that the girls and I all use this the bathroom in the hallway, and we have out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks up. And I kid you not, I look at that every day, and it has not become white noise. Like totally. every day, I'm pretty much still like, <sighs> yeah, like. Oh Lord, like it just keeps me near because like I need to cultivate a relationship with him such that out of the overflow of my heart doesn't come just snarky, sarcastic, grumbling grump Amen. because that is what a lot of times does. So mm. I would say that that has been a continual, I mean, it's been like years that that's been on our wall. Um, there's also, this is not scripture, but in Yura and Nadia's room is a sign that says you will never regret being kind. And I probably Mm -hmm. think about that at least a couple times a week Mm. when trying to like being confronted with how to handle a situation or Mm -hmm. how to handle one of the girls, like how to encourage them in a situation with peers and that God brings that to mind all the time. You'll never regret being kind. Like, and you know what? He's not wrong. Like you won't regret being kind, but you sure will regret deciding that you needed to be right or get the last word or argue your own point. And I do that far more than I would like. Um, So that's really good. Yeah. What is one thing the Lord has taught you since March during this COVID season? Mm. Simple is beautiful. Um, we went for a family walk every single night, mm. pretty much. Yeah. The spring when we were kind of those months of lockdown and, or I think they called it something like 40 days of staying home. They like tried to package it really nicely. You know, <laughs> like it yeah. was like, I, I applaud governor Ricketts. Yeah. It was, it sounded nicer than what it really yeah. was, but, um, we went for a walk and we went by this little pond by our house and I have never enjoyed spring one other time I've enjoyed spring as much as I did this spring. And that was when we were in Kosovo and it was the coldest, darkest winter ever. And our heat would come on and off all the time. And that was our first year of marriage, incidentally, like whatever. And, and, uh, well not, yeah, first within mm-hmm. our first year of marriage and it was so cold. And when spring came, we were like dogs wagging our tails. I mean, oh it was goodness. like psychotic excitement about it. But so this spring rivals that one in that, like we watched the birds build their nests and have their offspring. We watched the frogs <laughs> spawning, if you will. And then having, but we watched the grasses grow literally like we knew where every, um, or what is it called? A red-winged blackbird. Nadia in her cute little four-year-old voice would be like, mom, it's a red-winged blackbird. You know, Aww. like it was the cutest thing. She was three actually at the time. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, and we knew where all of them had their nests because yeah. we went there every, every day. day of the spring. And it was mm. so cool to watch. Like, like, I think I'm sure people much more eloquent than me had said, like, you know, um, just because there's a pandemic, like God hasn't ceased to be God and like mm. all the same things were still going on in nature, you know, like yeah, the spring was still spring, even though yeah. we were all feeling something very different. And so there was something like so kind and like contenting in that. So um, just the, yeah, the simple is beautiful. The joy of seeing spring through fresh eyes and then battling fear, like just, you know, I feel like it 
COVID has exposed where we put our hope for so many of us, Mm. you know, whether it's in our money, like in our financial preparedness, or whether it's in vaccinations or whether it's in, yeah, or vaccination slash medical care in the, in the United States, or whether it's um, just our own personal choices. Like we just feel like we're kind of in control. Like, and I've battled all those, I mean, Mm -hmm. all those things plus more. um, But I feel like it's just really exposed. Like where, where really is your hope? You know, like, is your hope in like just not getting sick and dying or is your hope in like just protecting your family at all costs so that nobody gets sick or is your hope in, you know, um, so it did a lot of exposing and which like pointed me back to Jesus. Like, wow. okay, I really have nowhere else to go because I, my hope is not in. You the, can't be in. It, you can't. Like, None yeah. of this stuff's going to like ultimately, yeah. you know. Yeah. So those really things. Good. What is your favorite line your daughters now say because of me? Oh my gosh. Well, you, if you know me, if you know Ryan and I, we're not, we're not cool. We are the not coolest. cool people. No, we don't. We're not trendy or hip. We always know things about five years later. Um, you know, like we kind of have old technology. Like, like we're just those people. And so I'd love Maddie you keeps got an iPhone. Oh no, that's okay. No, um, no, it's another time. Um, but Maddie is cool, right? And like, I'm not cool. yes, she, it, you and Alex are like cool. And like, that was one of my fears in DMing you, if you will, was that I was like, oh, she's cool. Like, I mean, and and what's cool about Maddie is that she's herself. Like, and so, which I know, and that 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 makes her even more lovable. However, like, she does know cool sayings and wears <laughs> cool clothes. And my girls just so, I mean, they so look up to you and Alex and like, they know you're cool and you are cool. And you're cool to the glory of God, which is even cooler. <laughs> but you also know things. Um, so like, okay, or um, yes, queen, if you will. I, I have no idea what's going on. But that um, squad goals, like, I was like, yeah what like so whatever or okay you are slaying like i'll hear and so if you've ever heard like a six seven six or seven year old like saying mom you are slaying in that sweater like you know and i know where it came from you know maddie's like the ultimate like builder upper too like you know i can i'm like in my like mom sweatpants t-shirt like a Angie Sears bun trademark. I don't know how to do my hair bun. No makeup. And Maddie would be like, "You are just beautiful." Okay, slaying. Like, and I'm like, "You're such a liar." But to her, I know. But to you, like, you really do think I'm beautiful. You sent me. You sent me some selfie. Of course, Maddie wakes up looking like her face is like a baby's butt. Her skin is perfect, and like, you always look beautiful. And you sent me a selfie. You're like, "Send me a selfie," and I send you a selfie. Bear and I, a groupie, if you will. That can also take. Off. If you want that to take off, love it. You know what to do. <laughs> um, oh my gosh! Um, you sent you back a groupie, right? And like, I was like, hashtag face wrinkles, like because it is. It's like, I mean, I have obviously been weathered. <laughs> I'm weathered, and you were just like. You, those you are like the most beautiful woman and i know that like in your warped mind you're absolutely being serious and i adore you for it but yeah those things yaz queen had to have caught me off guard because i'm pretty sure one of my kids was like googling it and oh, i was golly. like what is yaz queen like i was like <laughs> they're like i don't know maddie says it so yeah anything cool that comes out of my kids's mouth maddie probably taught them so any music too I tend to live a little behind in the music times. So you'll well, you show don't them a like song. Full out, you don't 
Angie doesn't like loud things ever. Mm-hmm. Slash, it's not that you don't like music, but I am listening to music at essentially all times. Yeah. In the car too. at all the time. And so her daughters are always like, what's your latest favorite song? Totally. And then I'll like blast it and Angie's like, turn it down. <laughs> no, she's not. But hurts my ears. No, um, I love that you love the worship music and the music in general. If you could go back and tell 18-year-old Angie anything, what would it be? That's a hard question. Another gem. Um, I said fear is a liar because I have always struggled with quite a bit of fear. But I think specifically the fears that I probably had at 18, I would just say, uh, like, take those to the root. Like, none Mm. of those are are true, you know? Um, Yeah, maybe help myself from, I don't know. That, that would have been helpful. Um, yeah, that it really, like, God is going to give you more than you could possibly ask or imagine for. Um, you, don't ta- you don't have to figure everything out, you know? Like, I think, I just so, I like, I like black and white a lot. But gray has been the most beautiful place to, like, live yeah. realistically. Yeah. Like, black and white truth, absolutely. Yeah. Gray grace, like you said earlier today, I actually wrote down. I don't yeah, remember. what did I say? It was like. There's grace in the gray. There's grace in the gray. Yes. Yeah. And that I have right here, maybe more able to see gray, not always black and white. Like, yeah. you would ask, like, in the past five years. What I was. So, I think we've talked a ton about. You know, there's, there's not, there's not one way to skin a cat. There's, there's a million ways to be a good mom. And like, I think those things are absolutely true. If you are trying to be God honoring Mm -hmm. and you are listening to God's words and trying to be obedient, like there are a whole host of ways that that might play itself out. And I think being able to like be comfy, be be uncomfortably comfortable in the gray is something I wish my 18 year old self could have done, but I don't think that actually happens. You know, I mean. I think I said to you before, like, somebody wisely said to me, like, your 20s are like, you think you know everything. Yeah. Your 30s are like the unraveling of everything you thought you knew. And then the 40s are sort of being able to enjoy some of the, like, putting back together yeah. of the unraveling. And I, I wouldn't say I 100% agree with that by any means. And Yeah. But I also think there is some truth in that. Like, in your 20s, you sort of feel like you're invincible, I yeah. think. Or I did. Yeah. I think I did. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And then 30s, it was like, you know, just trying to, uh, I don't know. Yeah. The Lord sort of kind of chinking away at some of the spots totally. that were like, yep, not, not at all, actually. <laughs> no, nope, no, not there either, you know. And then and then I just turned 40 in March. And I think it's it's been sweet to be a little more comfortable in my own skin. Like, it's not at all that I have zero Fs to give, as the woman had said. Yeah. Like, And I'm not, I'm not, that's not demeaning her that's yeah. truly what she believes you yeah. know or, or has experienced like i just would say for me it's more of a enjoying like okay god you can be trusted like yeah you're putting back together some of those places but they're better than they ever were and now you know that's all grace like you did that yeah. you know so I yeah say, i don't know if that answered your question no it did angie sears yes thank you a million times for being on the podcast we could have talked well we've officially talked for two and a half hours and i'm gonna try to cut it down to shorter but i'm like sweating i knew i was like okay but this has been so much fun and i had to skip so many questions so alas i will 
definitely be having you back on and having to twist the arm once again. Um, but I love you and you are the biggest blessing to me. And I can't wait to see who the Lord encourages through all of your words and wisdom that he has graciously given you. So thanks for being and being on the podcast and hanging out with me today. I love you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you so much for joining in on the rest of my conversation with Angie. I could truly talk with Angie about all the things for hours. I just learned so much from her. But friends, I'm truly so honored that you're here. As always, I would love to hear from you. So feel free to reach out at sunnyn65podcast.gmail.com. I would love to connect with you. Well, friends, go be bold and love big, and we will see you next time.